Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Get Real with Mama Moines. I am your host, Emily Moines, and I'm going to be going solo today. Shelly is not available for the recording, and I have also changed directions. I was going to talk about something completely different today, but after having gone through my messages, my comments, my DMs, like, holy shit, what, what is going on out there? What the fuck is happening with relationships today? Because most of the comments, most of the questions, most of the, hey, can you talk about this, still has to do with dysfunctional, toxic, narcissistic, um, abusive relationships. And a lot of the questions I get is, how do you move on? I'm so scared. I, you know, I don't work. I don't, um, I don't have any way to support myself. I don't have any way to support my kids. Um, I, you know, I've been in this relationship for 25 years and I just don't want to walk, walk away from it. Well, okay. So listen, if you're not making a change, you're choosing, you, you are choosing your destiny. If you are telling me, that you're in an abusive relationship, that there is, you don't feel loved, you don't feel cherished, you don't feel respected, you don't feel um, that you matter, you don't feel like a priority, then why are you still there? And when I left my second, second marriage, I didn't have a job. I'd been out of the workforce for over 10 years. I knew it was going to be a high conflict divorce. It was not going to be easy. And I was fucking scared. I was scared. I was 50. I was 49, but I was going to be 50 in that year. And I, and I did think about what am I going to do? Who's going to hire me? What am I going to do at this stage of my life? Who's going to hire a 50 year old? How am I going to support myself and three kids that are in university? So Ask yourself the question because I'm sorry, I sound like I'm just being like so bitchy right, right now and not being empathetic or sympathetic, but I think the bigger question has to be, especially from a lot of you that over the course of the last six months um, have been um, continuously asking me some different questions. I think the bigger question is look at yourself. Um, a lot of you are telling me that, you know, this is, you got out of one bad relationship and you got into another, the, another one that was equally bad, if not worse, then I think you need to now ask yourself, why, why are you ignoring the red flags? Why are you attracting the same kind of person into your life? And let's just go back to the red flags for one minute, because I can guarantee you that there were red flags from very early on and you chose to ignore them. And if you're going to tell me, no, no, I didn't know. And he was so kind or she was so sweet or she was bullshit. I'm going to call bullshit on that. You chose to turn your turn. Uh, what's that? <laughs> what's that uh, terminology turn the cheek turn your cheek uh turn a blind eye you chose to do that but why did you choose to do that what were you getting out of it and i know about love bombing you guys i know about that i know about the 
charming, charismatic, um, just, you know, the idealization, you, you are the best thing that's ever happened to me. You're so smart. You're so hot. You're so this, you're so that you're a great cook. You're a great mom. Oh my God, blah, 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 blah. That's fine. I know that comes and I know it sucks you in. I know that, but also, also what comes with the love bombing on occasion are those red flags that you choose to ignore. I'm not coming down on you guys. I'm, I, I, I was there. It happened to me. And a lot of times you can get sucked in and manipulated by these master manipulators. And you're left asking yourself, because listen, I know, I know for a fact with all the, all the women I talk to. And I, and I say women a lot because as I've said before, 95% of my followers are women. You are smart. You are, an in, you are intelligent. You are productive. You uh, a lot of times have really got your shit together. Um, but you're also an empath. And oftentimes these types of People, uh, I don't want, I don't constantly want to refer to these relationships as narcissistic because I know that word gets thrown, thrown, thrown around a lot. I can tell you if you are in a narcissistic abusive relationship, the prognosis of that person changing is not good, will not happen. You don't believe me? Look it up. Google it. Um, narcissists don't change. Um, and I know that you can get sucked in and I know that the love bombing is very, it's addictive. I know it's like a high, the good is so, so good. And then the bad is so, so bad. And you're on this constant emotional roller coaster ride and you don't know how to get off and the fear overtakes you. But what I can tell you is that it will not get better. And if you've been in this relationship for years, I feel, I feel for you. Uh, if ever it does break up, you're going to be left extremely angry and like a complete waste of time. All the women I've talked to have shared the same experience. They just kept holding out for the promise of a better tomorrow that never fucking comes ever. What I'm going to share with you today, you guys, is before I started writing my book, I came across a poem uh, that was sent to me by one of my friends, long, long time friend. And when I was reading that poem, it just really, really resonated with me. And I was in the middle of, at that time, I was in the middle of journaling. I wasn't, hadn't set out to write a book, but I was going through a divorce. I was in a very dark, dark state place in my life. Very confused, very scared, very angry. And, um, and this poem just really resonated with me and it sort of changed, it sort of changed my way of thinking. And interestingly enough, the, the name of the poem is called The Awakening. I'm gonna read it to you right now in hopes that maybe it can click, something will click, something will trigger. Um, you to make a change, to want better for yourself, to want a better life, to want to create a better life. Because honestly, you guys, I would rather live under a bridge 
I'm exaggerating, but you know what I mean, um, than uh, to have been subjected to a life where I had no voice. I was constantly walking on eggshells. I didn't ever want to rock the boat. I um, was constantly being accused of being disrespectful, of not giving enough support, not giving enough um, you know, adoration and admiration. And I felt like, honestly, that's all I ever was doing. I was super supportive. I was even supportive in situations where I knew and felt like you should not be fucking supportive right now because what you did, you're in the wrong. But I still supported because I felt like I had to because if I didn't, all hell was going to break loose. And then I would be accused of, you know, not being on their side. It was just a life of complete fucking misery. And then I gave up that life of, by the way, for those of you that are just listening now and don't know about my former life, I gave up a life where I, uh, during the course of the marriage, when I first met my ex-husband, um, he was not, he was living in a friend's basement apartment. But during the course of the marriage, or sorry, not even the marriage, during, during the course of the relationship, because we didn't get married until seven years after the relationship, although the relationship really was fast forwarded, like super quick. That's also a telltale sign of being in a narcissistic relationship where they want to move it along really, really quick. That relationship did move along really quick. I think we were living together within a course of two or three months after meeting, but then the commitment level never happened until I think about seven years in. And by that time, he had started to do very well for himself. So uh, we had multiple vacation properties, properties um, in the States, properties in Florida, lakeside properties here in Canada, multiple uh, luxury cars, Mercedes, Porsches, BMWs. I mean, we, I, I was wanting for nothing. And I left that with no job and no support, okay? And I'm happier now than I ever have been. I feel free. I feel like I am living life on my own terms, finally. But not to say that I didn't go through hell, heartache, hardship for years, years. I'm now, I think, five years out, five or six years out of the, of the marriage. And, you know, I'm just starting to really feel normal. And I've created a new normal. And you have to create a new normal. And you have to be as courageous, because as scary as it is, if you want to change, if you want better for yourself, you've got to make that fucking decision, follow through with it, and carry on. Okay. I'm going to read the poem that changed everything for me. It really, like it really hit home. Okay, it's called The Awakening. There comes a time in your life when you finally get it. When in the midst of all your fears and insanity, you stop dead in your tracks. And somewhere the voice inside your head cries out, enough. Enough fighting and crying or struggling to hold on. And like a child quieting down after a blind tantrum, your sobs begin to subside. Your shoulder, sorry, you shudder once or twice. You blink 
back your tears and through a mantle of wet lashes, you begin to look at the world from a new perspective. This is your awakening. You realize that it's time to stop hoping and waiting for something or for someone to change. You stop waiting for happiness, safety, and security to come galloping over the new horizon. You come to terms with the fact that there aren't always fairy tale endings or beginnings. And that any guarantee of happily ever after must always begin with you. So you begin making your way through the reality of today, the reality of today, rather than holding out for the promise of tomorrow, for the promise of a better tomorrow, which never comes. You realize much of who you are and the way you navigate through life in great part is a result of the social conditioning you've received over the course of your lifetime. And you begin to sift through all the nonsense you were taught about as a child. How you should look and how much you should weigh what you should wear and where you should shop, where you should live and what type of car you should drive, who you should sleep with and how you should behave, who you should marry and why you should stay. Slowly you begin to open up to the new world and different points of view. And you begin reassessing and redefining who you are and what you really believe in. And you begin to discard the doctrines that you have outgrown or should never have practiced in the first place is so true you guys we are so conditioned by our family by our parents by our society you accept the fact this is hard for me to read now because i remember right reading this six years ago and it really did leave me so um such a such a mess actually an emotional mess you accept the fact that you are not perfect and that not everyone will love appreciate or approve of who or what you are and that's okay. They're entitled to their view and their own opinion. And you come to terms with the fact that you will never be, the, be a size five or a perfect 10. Or a perfect human being for that matter. You accept the fact that you are gonna stop trying to compete with all the perfect, with the perfect image inside your head or agonizing over how you stack up. 
and you make peace with the woman in the mirror and you learn to give her the same unconditional love and support that you so freely give to others. And you stop maneuvering through life merely as a consumer hungry for the next fix. A new dress, a new pair of shoes, a new car, a new house, a bigger house, or looks of approval and admiration from family, friends, and even strangers who pass by. And you discover that it is truly in giving that we really do receive. And that the joy and abundance you seek grows out of the giving, not the receiving. And you recognize the importance of creating and contributing rather than obtaining and accumulating. And you begin to love and to honor yourself and you stop engaging in self-destructive behavior, including participating in dysfunctional relationships. And you begin eating a balanced diet drinking more water and taking more time to rest and exercise. You begin putting you first for the very first time. Then you learn about love and relationships, how to love and how much to give in love, when to stop giving and when to walk away. You allow only the hands of a lover who truly love and respect you to glorify you with his touch. You learn that people don't always say what they mean or mean what they say intentionally or unintentionally and that not everyone will always come through. And interestingly enough, it's not always about you. So you stop lashing out and pointing fingers or looking to place the blame for the things that were done to you or weren't done for you. And you don't learn, sorry, and you learn to acknowledge and redirect the feelings of anger, jealousy, and resentment you sometimes feel. You learn to redirect and acknowledge the feelings of anger, jealousy, and resentment that you sometimes feel. Because in the end, if you hold on to those feelings, they will suffocate your spirit and steal your soul. You learn how to say I was wrong and to forgive people for their own human frailties and to build bridges instead of walls. And you learn about the healing power of love as it is expressed through a kind word, a warm smile or a friendly gesture. At the same time, you, sorry, this word is this poem. I've had it printed for so many years. I can't see it. It is, uh, I, uh, I, think it's a, I think it says eliminate. 
um, I'm going to use the word eliminate because it's, it's so fainted. Um, at the same time, you eliminate any relationship or any relationships that are hurtful or fail to uplift and edify you. And you stop working so hard at some things over and setting your own needs aside. Sorry, you guys, the poem is so, um, it's so faded. There's coffee stains all over it. Um, I should have, I should have pulled it out and read it before doing the podcast. Let me start that sentence over again. And you stop working so hard at smoothing things over and setting your needs aside. You learn that feelings of entitlement are perfectly okay. And that it is your right to want or expect certain things. And that you learn the importance of communicating. Communication is always key in healthy relationships. Communicating your needs, communicating your wants, communicating what you deserve. You learn that the only cross to bear is the one you choose to carry and that eventually martyrs are burned at the stake. Then you learn to distinguish between guilt and responsibility and the importance of setting boundaries and learning to say, no. It's really hard to do, you guys. Saying no is really hard, especially for an empath. You learn that you didn't know all the, you learn that you don't know all the answers and it's not your job to use the world and that sometimes, oh my God, it's not your job to save the world and that sometimes you just need to let go. Again, you guys, so hard to let go, so hard. But nothing in life that's worth it is ever easy. Remember that. And you learn, you learn to look at people as they really are and not as you would have them be. Let me read that one again. You learn to look at people as who they really are and not as you would have them to be. You are careful not to project your neediness or insecurities onto a relationship. You learn that you will not be more beautiful, more intelligent, more lovable, or important because of the man on your arm or the child that bears your name. You learn that just as people grow and change, so it is with love and relationships and that not everyone can always love you the way you want them to. And that not everyone can always love you the way you would want them to or live life just to suit your needs, ease your insecurities, or meet your standard and expectations. And you learn the difference between wanting and needing. And you stop trying to control people, situations and outcomes. And you learn that alone does not 
mean, lonely, and you begin to discover the joy of spending time with yourself and on yourself. You avoid toxic people and conversations and you stop wasting time and energy rehashing your situation with family and friends because you've learned that talking about things doesn't change them. And you guys, I did this, kept talking about, he did this, he did that. And then I learned talking about it keeps you in that place and it doesn't change anything. You learn that wishing for something is different from working to make it happen. And you begin to invest your time and energy to affect positive change. You take personal inventory of the areas you need to improve in order to move ahead. You set your goals, you map out, map out a plan of action, and then you see things through. I did that, you guys, I did that started two businesses. You learn that life isn't always fair and you don't always get what you think you deserve. You stop personalizing every loss or disappointment. You learn to accept that sometimes bad things happen to good people and that things are not, and that these bad things are not an act of God, but, real, but merely a random act fate. And you stop looking for guarantees because you've learned that the only things you can really count on is the unexpected. And that whatever happens, you learn to handle it. And you learn that the only thing you must truly fear is the great robber baron of all time fear itself. Okay, do you understand that? You learn that the only thing to fear really is fear itself. False evidence appearing real. Fear. False evidence appearing real. So you learn to stop right Sorry. So you learn to step right into and through your fears because to give into fear is to give away the right to live life on your own terms. You learn that much of life truly is self-fulfilling prophecy. And you learn to go after what you want and not to squander your life living under a cloud of indecision or feeling of impending doom. Then you learn about money. The personal power it brings and the opinions it creates. This was really big for me, you guys, because I was in a very financially privileged relationship. Okay. This is getting emotional. Then you learn about money. 
the personal power and independence it brings and the opinion options it creates. And you recognize the necessity to create your own personal wealth. Slowly, you begin to take responsibility for yourself by yourself. And you make yourself a promise to never, ever betray yourself and to never, ever settle for less than your heart's desire. And you live with honor, integrity, because you know that these principles are not the outdated ideals of a bygone era, but the mortar that holds together the foundation upon which you must build your life. And you make it a point to keep smiling, to keep trusting, and to stay open to every wonderful opportunity and exciting possibility that life has to offer you. Then you hang a wind chime outside your window to remind yourself what beauty there is in simplicity. I did that. I hung up. I hung a wind chime on my back porch. Finally, with courage in your heart and with God by your side, you take a stand. You take a deep breath and you begin to redesign, to rebuild the life you want to live as best you can. It takes courage. And we all have it. We just have to tap into it. And that, my dears, that poem, I highlighted it. I remember sitting, it's actually in my book. It's the beginning of my book. I shortened it. And I shortened it to the points that really resonated with me. And I remember sitting down crying, highlighting the points that really resonated and then put it as the opening to my book because it was the awakening that sort of catapulted me into making that decision to want a better life for myself, to like it says, to stand in my truth, to be authentically who I am, um, to live my life with honor and integrity and to set boundaries, to set standards and to um, create the life that I really wanted. Because in the end, I couldn't hold out for a promise of a better tomorrow. I couldn't depend on anyone else to create my happiness. It all was within me. Just as it, as it is all within you. Yes, fear is the hardest obstacle to conquer. Like the poem says, it's fear. The biggest thing to fear is fear itself. It is hard to conquer, but once you push through the fear and come out on the other side, it will all have been worth it. And it's going to be hard. I'm not going to candy coat it. Change is hard, very hard. But what do you want more? If all of you that are still texting me, not texting me, but still DMing me, emailing me, sending me comments on my podcast, that you're so unhappy, that you cry every night, that you feel lost, that you feel lonely, even though you're in a relationship, what do you want more? That you feel like you're walking on eggshells daily, that you're concerned for your children. What 
do you want more? Who do you love more? Yourself, your children? Do you want better for yourself and your children? Oh, that's it. I think I'm going to cut this podcast off here. I think I've given you all enough food for thought. I want to once again, thank you all, all my followers. Um, I do this for you guys. It just, you know, as much as I want to help you, um, you know, get through the rough times and, and listen, I've been wanting to help you guys with other things. Like if you follow me, you know that I've been doing Christmas decor, tips and tricks on, on, on Christmas decorating and hacks. And I do, um, you know, like a fashion inspo of the day, I'll do makeup inspiration or skincare. And you guys keep coming back to uh, getting divorced, the court system, abusive relationships, toxic relationships. And I'm happy, happy to help you guys with that. I really am. I've been there, done that twice. Um, happy to uh, continue. So I really, as much as it, um, as much as it, um, does help you guys talking about this. It really does validate myself as well. It's almost like self-serving and it does. It's a constant reminder for me too, as to where I was and where I am now or where I want to continue to be. So thank you. Uh, we, I am probably the last podcast until after the new year. I am going to have a narcissistic recovery coach. Come on. Uh, we are going to be doing a podcast together because it seems to be like a never ending uh, topic of conversation that you guys want me to, to, uh, to talk about. Um, but we are off for the holidays. My older son has booked a vacation um, away and he has booked, it's in Canada. We're just a different part of up north in the Muskokas where you Canadians that, uh, that uh, know the area. And I'm so excited. I can't wait. It's going to be all of us, all my kids, their boyfriends, their girlfriends, and then my sister and her husband and my niece and nephew. And I cannot wait. I am all about family time. I am so such an advocate for um, time over gifts. And so this year we're doing a gift swap. Everyone brings one gift and then we swap, steal, trade, whatever. Um, and rather than just everyone spending a ton of money on stuff that nobody really needs. And that's what we've decided to do this year. So I am hoping that you all have an amazing Christmas with friends and family. Um, and like the poem said, it's better, it's better to give than to receive. Um, I know that a lot of you are uh, perhaps in a situation where you don't have friends and family and you feel alone or lonely, but I want you to feel like you are not alone. There is somebody always that you can turn to. Um, there, I, I, listen, leave me a DM if you're feeling lonely, lost on Christmas, and uh, I promise I will get back to you. Uh, I don't want you to feel alone. I want you guys to have, um, an amazing holiday season. And I look forward to seeing you all back here on the next time I do a podcast. I, I know I'm rambling now, but I, I was doing one every week, you guys. And to be honest, fuck, 
I'm finding it really fucking hard to come up with the time to do these podcasts once a week. I really am. I've got so much on my plate um, because I, you know, I, I now am a single person and I do have to provide for myself and I have started just started another business and it takes so much time, but I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Um, and I will continue to do the podcast. Even if it's one once a month, I will be here for you. Have an amazing holiday season, and I look forward to seeing you next time on Get Real with Mama Moines. Bye, guys.